Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. This morning to the book of Ephesians chapter number 6. Ephesians chapter number 6. Flesh is weak, but the Spirit is willing. And uh, I'll tell you right now, as long as the Spirit of God is willing in us, we can overcome whatever obstacle that we face. Ephesians chapter number 6. Verse number 10 is where we'll begin. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, Therein I, I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. But that ye may also, they also may know my affairs and how I do, Tychicus, a beloved brother, and faithful minister in the Lord, shall make known to you all things, whom I have sent unto you for the same purpose, that ye might know our affairs, and that he might comfort your hearts. Peace be to the brethren. And love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all them that love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. Amen. Father, we pray for your word today. Open it to our hearts as we open our hearts to it. We're desperate for it today. We need it as the sword of the Spirit is the word of God. May the word of God touch us. May it challenge us. Everyone that hears it, both here and other, Lord, may be moved by it that we could see the importance of it. And Father, not just be hearers of the word only, but doers also. We're trusting you for this as we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. There are... There are times when the best we can do, we can't seem to get our soul beyond melancholy. Um, 
when hard things happen, it's hard to rejoice even when we've still a great deal to rejoice from. Sorrow is real and trouble is real. And uh, I'm not going to discount that today. Um, I'll also say that our hope is real and that our treasures are real and that this world isn't my home, there's a better day. Um, But I have a responsibility today and uh, it seems the Holy Spirit has set upon my soul in the last several days as I've tried in my own heart to deal with what's happened. Um, There's been a word that has just continuously spoke to me. It amazes me, I'll start here in a minute, but it amazes me how, um, how ignorantly some of us respond to the gospel. Of all the things that we know to be true, the Word of God has proven itself over and over and over. And yet instead, we'd rather listen to the world than we would God. And we know the truth. And I'm talking to, I'm not talking to lost people this morning. I'm talking about a bunch of people that know the truth. And it makes me mad that so many discount the Word of God and its warnings as well as its provisions for our soul. I'd like to say that that for everybody it's going to be all right. But that ain't true. You get out from under the umbrella of God and you're in trouble. And you're messing with stuff you can't fix. You can't correct it. It's... it's it's not a coincidence when in the Sunday school class, in the adult Sunday school class, they were studying Second Timothy chapter number 3. And uh, that'll be my text to begin with this morning is verse number 1. I want to give you an introduction this morning and then ask you a question. Are you prepared for the evil day? Are you prepared for the evil day? I'm going to give you four scriptures this morning as we just build a platform to begin from. And all four of these scriptures come from Paul's admonition to his son in Christ, Timothy. Both 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy, the apostle Paul felt so compelled to remind Timothy of the dangers that abide in this world. He loved him. That's why he told him. He loved him. So he warned him. He loved his soul. So he gave him the best information he could by the Spirit of God's bidding. He spoke unto Timothy. I want to share with you just four places as we just give an introduction today of where it is we're at. He would write to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3, 1. He said, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. 
1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18, this charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou might by them war a good warfare. 1 Timothy 6, 12, fight the good fight of faith, Timothy. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. Therefore, thou, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to be to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Thou, therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, no man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. There is a war going on. There is a battle that is being fought. It is either with you or it is without you. You're either in the way or you are in the way. We are either helping or we are hurting. But regardless of your position, the battle goes on. We have been called by God to be good soldiers in this fight. Three different times that I read just in this uh, uh, epistle to Timothy, the apostle warned his son in the faith, be a good soldier. Fight the good fight. Don't give up. Hold fast to those things that you know. Stick with it, Timothy. There are hard things coming. He said, endure the hardness. Don't be overcome by it. There is a battle that is going on. Are you prepared for the evil day? There is an evil day that is upon us. There is an evil day that As I listened to a preacher earlier this week, this was back in the 70s he was preaching it. And as I listened to it with a zeal and I could hear in his voice and his heart how he felt a danger that was coming, that was pressing in upon them. We have lived so many years since then, 50 years plus then. We still recognize and feel in our own hearts that there is a danger about us. There is a wickedness that prevails in our culture today. There is an enemy that takes no prisoners, who cares nothing for your soul. He cares nothing for your life. He cares nothing for your welfare, your benefit, your happiness, your peace. All he wants to do is to steal and to kill and to destroy. And Yet we act as if there is no battle. I don't care who you are. If you have laid down the cross, you're in danger today. You're in grave danger. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. That is for sure. But here's what I can tell you about my living God. He is rich in mercy and grace. Your enemy has neither. 
I'd rather fall in the hands of God knowing that I was at his mercy than to risk one day in the hands of an enemy and live among his people in the camp of the wicked. They, friend, will have no mercy on you. They will have no mercy. I am unable to explain why things happen. But I can tell you this, I know who was involved. And he is wicked. And he despises you. And he despises your children. And he will do everything within his power to take them down. He will do everything he can to destroy your witness, to destroy your testimony, to violate everything that is precious and holy in your family. The enemy cares nothing for you, and yet you mess around with the things of this world as if there are no consequences to sin. You're wrong, friend. This is a battle that we're in. It is a battle. The only way to win this battle is on our knees, recognizing the one, the only one who has more power than our enemy. You say, preacher, the the text is about the armor of God. No, it's way more than that. I want to give you five things this morning from the text that we give you. I'll do it as quickly as possible, but I want to do my best to obey God with this. Number one, I want you to see the enemy. In the text, I want you to see the enemy. Verse number 10, he gave him the admonition. He told his son, his son in the... Does anybody love people? Does anybody love others? Amen. There's a lot of people that ain't here this morning. You know what? They mixed up with the devil. You can say all you want to that they ain't, they are. You ain't got no desire for God. You're mixed up with the world. And it's going to cost you. I don't care who you are. You can't keep it together. You don't have the power. If I didn't have Christ, if I didn't have the Spirit of God with me every moment, I'd forsake him. I'd deny God within five minutes if the Holy Spirit didn't dwell inside of me. I can't do it. You can't do it. Don't fool yourself. You're certainly not fooling God. You can't do this. And you lay yourself and your life in the hands of this enemy. Brother, you have just made yourself susceptible to the most wicked and dangerous of all creation. Mess with it. And then look me in the eye and say, I'm fine. You're foolish. You are ignorant because you have denied the truth of just this single passage. If you believe you can live however you want to, for the, for the world and the things of this world, I assure you, friend, there is an evil day that is coming to your house because there is an evil one that is out there, the enemy. Verse number 11, he introduces him to us. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand. You may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. 
That's who he is. Satan, Lucifer, that old dragon, the serpent that was cast down. Amen. He is the one, you see, that desires to take the souls of men and is accomplishing that as hell enlarges itself every day. He cares nothing for the souls of men but wants them to perish in that eternity of damnation just like he will. He wants to take you. He wants to take your family. He wants to take everything. You're fooling yourself, friend, if you think the devil has any concern for your soul. You better get saved and get right with God. There's a danger out there. Tell me there's no danger. There's a danger out there for the people of God. He's already got the lost. God don't intervene somehow and awaken their conscience to the truth of the gospel. They're going to die lost without him. They're already on their way to hell. But I'll tell you, the enemy has set his sights on the people of God. And he wants them to give up, to lay it down, to not care, to be indifferent, to lose their first love, to, bear it, to, to be frostbitten in their own heart concerning the love of Jesus Christ. May I say to you today that the enemy wants to tear you down. He wants to take you down. And he will if you're letting. You're not exempt. No. According to the word of God, the apostle Paul introduced him to Timothy. Timothy knew who he was, but he was bringing it up again, and I am as well. I want you to know that you've got an adversary, according to 1 Peter chapter number 5, who goes about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He wants to destroy you today. You say he can't do it. Oh, yeah, he can. Yeah, he can. Yeah, he can. There was a reminder to my soul. I got it this week. He sure can. I know he's at the bottom of this. I know just exactly. His wiles will take you down the very minute you begin to walk away from God. And not toward it. Let me tell you something. If you've got children, if you've got parents, if you've got loved ones that are wandering away from God, you best fear. You best be praying unto God. You best be seeking God in their behalf. Somebody stand in the gap. Make up the heads while they live foolishly at the mercies of an unmerciful enemy. He's unmerciful. He's unmerciful. Paul introduced Timothy to the devil. He said the only way that you're going to stand against the wiles of the devil is that you be strong in the Lord and in the power of his. Not Listen, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to look around and recognize that strength in the Lord is not a common thing among known Christians today. They have so many let down their cross and laid down. You say, preacher, why must you do this? Because he's going to kill somebody again. He's going to take the life of another precious soul. I tell you this morning, it ought to make you mad. When we see the devil walk into our camp and do what he's doing, it ought to make you mad. I hope to God in heaven that we awake this morning and recognize the danger that our people are in. I don't care if they're saved or not saved. They're in trouble today. Say, what's the problem? You've got an enemy. You've got an enemy. And he has but one desire, and that's to take you down. 
take your family down, take everything down he can. And brother, he's working like he's never worked before. He's got more enticement, more wiles, more snares laid for the people of God. Every time you leave your house, there is a snare of the enemy that God needs to take you through. He needs to help you out of. He needs to make you aware of. When you wander away from the house of God, the fold of God, the fellowship of God's people, friend, you have opened up your heart and your life for the very things, friend, that you cannot stop, you cannot fix. And brother, if you allow him, he'll take everything you've got. The wiles of the devil. Oh, the wiles of the devil. You know, I don't want to give him any credit today. But I do have to say he's good at what he does. He's absent of mercy. There's no love. According to the Apostle Paul, as he wrote to Timothy, he said, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. You see, you ain't my problem. No, there is something far more grave and severe. There is something far more powerful and dangerous at play here. You're not my problem. It ain't the Democrats that's my problem. It ain't the Republicans that's my problem. It ain't the flesh and blood of this world that's my problem. I got an enemy, and he is a spiritual one. And yet we've got so many so-called named Christians. They claim to be saved. They confess to be saved, and yet they're living in the world today, messing around with the things of this world. I want you to know it is the grace of God that anybody makes it one day without Christ. You've got an enemy. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities. It's far greater than that. We wrestle against spiritual wickedness in high places. We wrestle against things, friends, that are driven by the demons of hell. By the wickedness that comes from the very pit, we reckon, we reckon with things, friend, that, that have spiritual powers, supernatural in every way. No, they're not eternal. No, they're not omniscient. No, they're not omnipresent. But I'll tell you right now, they're spiritual and they have power and we need Christ every day of our life. Amen. You've got an enemy. Are you prepared for the evil day? He introduces him to the enemy Verses number 11 and verses number 12, but then he introduces him in verse number 13 to the evil day. Here's what he said, wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. May I say today that we have an enemy today, but that enemy, when he comes to your house and when his fury is unleashed on you, And when there remains no fortress in your house, when there remains no defense because you have let down your guard, you have taken off the armor of God. And don't tell me right now, as a backslid child of God, that you've got the whole armor of God. You lie. You're deceiving yourself. You are as exposed, friend, as a chicken in the middle of a fox. You have no ability today to save yourself. If thou Christ, you are exposed to the enemy's wiles today. You've got an enemy, but there's an evil day coming. There's an evil day coming. You see, the problem with a bunch of Christians today, and that's some of us sitting here right now, is we've been lulled into sleep. 
We've been lulled into, into an attitude. We've laid down on God. Yeah, we're coming to church. But may I say to you today, we have quit, we have quit thinking that our people are in danger, that are living in sin, that our people that are children of God, they've exposed themselves to the walls of the enemy. You're foolish today if you think the devil ain't after them. And then we surprise. Then we're surprised when we hear they're getting divorced. We're surprised when one of them hooked on drugs. We're surprised when they're unfaithful to their mates. We're surprised when their life turns upside down. We're surprised when it seems like all hell has broke loose in their life. We act like we're surprised. Have you forgot you've got an enemy? There's an evil day coming that you'll remember it. And when the evil day comes, you'll remember it. God, it was an awakening to me. There is an evil day that will come in the life of everybody that refuses to keep Christ as the priority in the forefront. Now, I'm not saying I know anything. I'm not saying I understand anything. But I am telling you what the Bible says. You've got an enemy and he will bring an evil day into your life. Most of us have been there. Most of us know by experience that this is the truth. It's by the mercies of God that it ain't worse than it is right now. It's by the, by the protection of God that some of the things that could have happened have not. An evil day is coming. I'm not talking about just the world waxing worse. No, I'm talking about the chickens coming home to roost. I'm talking about a man reaping what he's sown. It's coming. Let me tell you something right now. If you're sowing to the flesh, it's coming. There is a day of reckoning. You can't keep it from growing. And when it grows, it produces more than was planted. You can't gather all the evil. You can't stop it. You can't keep it from running out. You can't keep it from destroying and all of its corruption. When it comes, brother, it'll come as a flood and it'll be an evil day in your life. Preacher, you're preaching to the backslid. I'm preaching to the ones that ain't. If you and I sit on a bench and refuse to believe the word of God, then shame on us when we're surprised. When hell breaks loose in our families and things happen that we never thought could happen. And let me tell you something right now. It can happen. It can happen. It can happen to my children. It can happen to your children. It can happen to your grandchildren. I can't stop most of it. I can't do much about it. But I can, amen, by the grace of God, recognize that I've got an enemy and that that enemy is bringing an evil day. And if I can help, if I can do anything, if I can intervene, I need to pray and do so. There's an enemy and there's an evil day. But also, look with me in verse number Number 14, you're not left alone. It's not like as if if you're just by yourself. Even though there's an enemy and there's an evil day, I want you to know there's some equipment. God, give me some equipment. Do you know he knows you'd be in trouble? He knows that you've got an enemy and he's got some equipment that can protect you from everything that the devil can do. Do you believe that? I do. 
I believe there ain't anything the devil can do in my life that God hadn't made something for me to protect me, to help me, to defend me, to be a weapon for me. I I, I saw this and I thought, good Lord Jesus, this will preach, but he won't let me preach it yet. But I saw this, amen, he gave me armor, he gave me artillery, and he gave me assistance. I can't preach it. I've got to leave that alone. But that'll preach one day. You've got some equipment. Hey, man, I'm tickled to death. I've got some equipment. Shame on me when I get up and don't put it on. It ain't God's responsibility to outfit me every day. It's mine. It's mine to get on, to put off, put on, and let. Remember that message? We have a responsibility to get right with God every single day and to put on the good equipment that he's given us. Brother, it'll help you. It'll deliver you. You won't go down wearing God's uniform. But I suggest to you today, we've got a lot of loved ones that ain't got the uniform on. They no longer good soldiers of Christ. No, they may not have enlisted fully into the to the army of the of the uh, of the enemy. But I'll tell you this right now: you don't stand in between, right? You can say I'm indifferent, right? I, I'm not going to fight for the devil, but I'm not going to fight for God either. Too bad, hey man. When you pick one, you've chosen not to pick the other, right? If you reject God, you're on the devil's side. I don't know what else to tell you. But there ain't no middle ground in this thing. You can't be just a spectator. You're either going to be for him or against him. And brother, you've got an enemy today and he hates you. He hates everything about you. And your family, wake up, people. We need to pray. We need to pray. I've got equipment. Right? I'm not going to preach all the equipment to your relief. I'm not going to preach all that. You know what it says. That's been preached. You've heard it ever since you was young. You've heard about the armor of God. No, that ain't my concern. We could go through every one of them. I just done told you, you got all you need. You have everything you need to withstand the wiles of the devil. There ain't anything he can throw at you that you can't handle. As long as you've got the equipment on. See, the problem with us is those, we only want to put on a piece here and a piece there. You think for a minute the devil don't know where you're missing a piece of the equipment. Yeah, he knows. He's going to work on those things. He's going to find those areas of your life where you have failed to put on the equipment of God. You have been foolish in your attempt thinking that the world, that the war is not at your house. It's there, friend. He's just a cunning foe. He's wily. He don't want you to know when he's snuck up around your house. He don't want you to know when he's deceiving people in your home. He don't want you to know that it's all fixing to fall out from under you. I'll tell you right now, if you'll get the whole armor of God on, he said you shall be able to stand. When? In the evil day. The evil day's coming. I'm not, I'm not, (laughs) oh God, I know this. I'm not exempt from it. I'm not exempt from it. He's after my children. He's after my children's children. I'm not exempt from it. But I've got the answer. I can't save them, but I sure can pray. And I can tell the truth. 
I can tell the truth. I can tell the truth. You may not like it, but I don't care. Your people are in danger. Their souls are in danger. Bless God, they need to get... I ain't never found a way to really get suited up when I absent myself from the gathering of his people. You foolish if you think that apart from the flock, a little sheep can make it. An enemy, an evil day that's coming, Yet God said, I've given you the equipment. Within that equipment is armor for protection, artillery for weapons, and assistance to do it. Pardon me, but sign me up for that one. He's done made it clear. You put this on, you're going to be all right. That's the only encouragement I can give you right now. Is if you put this on, you're going to make it. But if your children don't have it on, I can't promise you nothing. That bother anybody but me. Because there could be somebody before the week's over, so look me in the eye and say, would you preach your fear? Makes me mad. But we've nobody to blame but ourselves. Because I have been given the equipment. And within that equipment abides the armor, the artillery, and the assistance to withstand in the evil day itself. I've got it. I've got it. If I don't put it on, I'm of no more use to God. It ain't no wonder. What I read to you as I introduced this text this morning in the book of Timothy, three different times, he told Timothy, he said, be a good soldier. (laughs) Fight a good fight. This is a war. Don't you wake up tomorrow and think that this is some cakewalk and it's going to be. No, this is a war, son. He's coming for you. You've got an enemy. You've got an enemy and there is an evil day at the house of everybody that has turned their back against God that have become stiff-necked and hard-hearted to the Holy Spirit of God and the conviction and grace of His holy presence. I want you to know, friend, it's an evil day when He comes. But you've got equipment. You've got equipment. Put it on. Put it on. We get to verse number number 18. I want you to see that we've got something even beyond the equipment. There are some times that for a soldier, what they really need is energy. You, you can fully equip somebody, but they can still fall over exhausted. They need something that, that provides fuel, that provides energy. Look at verse number 18. I want you to know that there are some things that rejuvenate us. Huh? Oh, God. There are some things that rejuvenate us. There are some things that take our discouraged spirit and pull it out of the pit. There are some things that can grab a hold of you and rescue you ten times, a hundred times a day, if that's what need be. There are 
are some things for the people of God that will help you if you'll let them. We've got equipment, but we need some energy in this. I want you to look at the energy. I want you to look at where the energy is found. Verse number 18, the Bible said, the Bible said, praying always with all spirit and supplication in the spirit. Let me give you one. I'll tell you right now, you've underestimated this one. You've underestimated this one. You say, how do you know, preacher? Because you don't do it. You've underestimated this one. You've underestimated how important it is for your own spiritual energy that you pray in the Spirit. I wouldn't give you a nickel for a prayer prayed not in the Spirit. God is the Spirit and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. If you're going to pray, friend, you're going to have to pray in the Spirit. Ain't no wonder people call and say, Preacher, would you pray for me? That's because they can't pray for themselves. Why? Because they ain't got no spirit right now. You know what happens to the spirit of God when you're living in sin? You've lost that fellowship. You've lost that comfort. You've lost that peace. You've lost that very thing that gives you the energy you need to make it spiritually day after day. You're exposing yourself and you can't even lift your head. Makes me mad. Praying always in the Spirit. Let me ask you a question today. I don't care if it's three o'clock. Hang on, you just sit still. Where is your spirit? Is it in there? Does it have fellowship with God? Are you right with God today? And then let me ask about your prayer life. Praying always in the Spirit. How many of us have made a commitment to God to pray? To pray in the Spirit. You're going to pray in the Spirit. That requires a commitment of time. There is a devotion involved when you commit yourself to pray. In the spirit, there is a separating of oneself, a consecration that pulls you from this world. That's why Jesus said, get in the closet. How many of you have been in the closet this week? How many of you, even after you heard, ain't been to the closet yet? Let me tell you something. I know where to get my energy. Spiritually, I know where to get my energy. You'll find the greatest source of energy on your knees. Crying out unto the source of all life. You need a little help? I'll tell you where that that fuel is going to come from. Praying in the spirit. We need to be a church of prayer. We need to be a church that is mindful of the importance of praying, but not only praying. Look what he said. Look what he said. Let me read it. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and, listen, what did he say? And watching 
thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. You know what he's telling me right there, Greg? He said, pray. You need to pray. Pray in the Spirit. He said, but watch. Who am I watching for? He said, all the saints. I can't save the lost. (laughs) But he has trusted a flock to me. Mark my words, they are his saints. And I do care when they wander from this fold because I fear for their life. And it drives me to my knees. And I weep before God every day for their souls, for their homes, for their children. They apparently don't care. Somebody has got to care. Praying in the Spirit and watching with all perseverance. You know what that means? The best example I can give you is when Jesus took his disciples into the garden to pray that night. Remember, he went off and prayed, and you know what they did? They nodded off. I'll suggest to you today, we got a bunch of sleeping people. And when Jesus came back, you know what he did? I'm not going to kick you, but just wake up. You know what he told them? He said, watch. Do you know when you're sleeping, you can't watch? When you're sleeping, you can't see the enemy? When you are asleep spiritually, you are subject to the attack of the enemy and don't even know it's coming. That's where they are. That's where they are today. That's where the backslid are today. They can tell me all day long that everything's fine. I don't need their response. I've got the word that tells me different. I've got plenty of life experiences to tell you that's not true. You think you can handle it on your own? You're foolish. You're going to get handled. Is what's going to happen. He said, pray, and he said, watch. You better watch. Are you watching? He said, watch with all perseverance. You know what that means? No, don't just watch a little. He said, watch 24-7. Amen. If you've got a closed eye, you better keep that other one open. Watch all the time. For who? He said, Timothy, watch for the saints. Watch for them because they're prone to go to sleep when the warmth of their bank account lulls them into a drowsy stupor. And they say, I'm fine. When the warmth of their marital relation drowsy, oh, it just falls and, and they just lay back and say, I'm fine. I don't need him. I don't need the church. I don't need God. I don't need his word. I don't need prayer. We need to watch with all perseverance for all saints. You say, where's your energy coming from? It'll come from prayer and it'll come from watching. You say, how in the world does energy come from watching? You ever heard of fight or flight? 
You understand the concept of adrenaline, right? I'm going to use that as the analogy here as we watch. Now, as your own physical eyes see a vehicle coming at you, you are going to react. You suddenly have a burst of energy. You may have been fixing to drowsy and doze off yourself. But when you see the enemy, when you see the problem coming straight at you, your adrenaline will kick in and you will either fight or run. You will do something, though, unless you're asleep. Did you know that the adrenaline we get oftentimes allows us to go through ordeals that humans don't normally go through? It is an energy that comes from a circumstance that has been forced upon us that while we were watching, we became aware. And in that awareness, there was energy given to us to stand and to fight, to pull the sword, to hold the shield, to take other ground. We got the energy to do it. When we watch, lastly, Lastly, we're to watch, but then he also said, verse number 19, and he said, and for me, that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. You say, where's the energy come from? Comes from praying, comes from watching, but it also comes from telling Telling the news, telling, letting somebody know that there's danger out there. Amen. You ain't ever you ain't ever yelled so loud in your life until you see somebody fixing to run off the cliff, and then you'll you'll do you'll do all kinds of ridiculous things to try to get them to not do it. There's an energy, you see, that comes from just declaring the word of God. You say, preacher, I don't know what you're talking about. That means you ain't been declaring it then. There is a a force in just obeying the commission to tell the gospel, the mystery of the gospel in this world. There is a force, and it's the spirit of God within us. Energy, the enemy, the evil day, the equipment. And the energy that we need to do it. But let me lastly give you the encouragement. Come and get us home. The encouragement. Paul said in verse number 21, he said, hey, Timothy. He said, Tychicus is coming. He said, he's been with me. He said, he's a good brother. He's been faithful to God and he's been faithful to, to help me. I read something in in the book of Ephesians that Tychicus may have been the one that was actually writing as Paul was dictating. I don't know exactly, but I know this. He trusted Tychicus. He said, he's coming, Timothy. He said, I'm sending him to you. You know what he was saying to him? He said, Timothy, be encouraged. You're not alone. You're not alone. Timothy's worried, right? Paul was incarcerated. Timothy's worried. He said, don't worry. Let me give you some encouragement this morning. You're not alone. You're not alone. Look around you. Listen. I can't promise you today. I can't promise you today. You know why? Because we've experienced it in our own church. 
We've experienced the loss of, of people that shouldn't be gone. I can't promise you it won't happen. And you can mark it down. It's an evil day when it does. But I can promise you this. You've got all the equipment you need. There's an unlimited resource of energy. And if God will help me, I'm going to keep encouraging you to stay the course. Don't give up. Don't matter what it costs you. Throw in everything you got for the banner of Christ and live for him. Serve him. Follow him. Apart from that, I have no promises for you. Other than you devil will, the devil will find you. Just a matter of time. If you're outside of the fellowship of God, it's just a matter of time. There's encouragement. He said, Timothy, I'm sending Tychicus. And he said, he's going to comfort you with some news. That doesn't say what the news was. But he said, what he shares with you, Timothy, he said, it's going to comfort your heart. It's going to comfort your heart. And then he said, I'm praying for you. And I'm praying for all the saints with you. He said, peace be unto you. And grace. Encouraging you, Timothy, don't give up. He told him in the third chapter of 2 Timothy, we studied it in Sunday school this morning. He said, Timothy, continue thou in all the things that you have been taught and remember to whom taught you. I'm going to encourage you today. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't put nothing past the enemy. I despise him. I hate him. And he has made me so mad this week. I cried a little and I prayed a little. And then I wanted to hit something so bad. You know who I wanted to hit? I'm sick of him. I'll tell you right now, I'm sick of him. But I'm about that big in the scheme of this. I better just keep this equipment on. I better just keep going back for some new strength, Paul, every day. Pray, watch, preach. That's where my energy's coming from. And every time the children of God assemble, hear me, there will be encouragement for your soul. You know why? Because God knows you need it. And he's never failed to bring just exactly what you need. There will be encouragement for your soul. We're not going down. Now I'll admit this, I ain't taking everybody with me. But I ain't going down, Scott. I ain't going down. We ain't going down. Because I got on the ship one day that don't sink. I'm going to heaven. In 
Somebody else is going to have to watch. You hear me? Somebody else is going to have to encourage. But I'm leaving here. One of these days, I'm going home. And I pray to God, he's working on somebody. It may be one of them. He's working, it may be one of them little ones. I pray he's working on somebody. Let him watch. That bothered me. That rocked my heart this week. But at the end of it, I knew this for sure. That it was the devil. God help us to wake up. God help us. I, I, I can't fix things. And that's what scares me more than anything. I, I can't help. I can't save my own children. I can't, I can't fix them. If they're broke, I can't fix them. And I can't fix yours either. But we have all been equipped. We've all been energized. We've all been encouraged. Stay the course. Keep fighting the fight. If you've got any question, if your heart is even at any point considering laying down the cross, let me give you some encouragement. Don't ever, don't ever, don't ever lay the cross down. It'll cost you. Because there is an enemy and he's bringing an evil day. And you'll not be exempt from his, his wrath. He's coming. They're in trouble today, friend. Our people are in trouble this morning. They're in trouble. And we need to pray. How about we do this? Since we ain't alone, and we end this together, whether it's mine or it's yours, we're going to lock arms and we're going to pray on through it. We're going to cry together and we're going to laugh together and we're going to pray on through it. Why don't we just pray this morning? I believe we need to get our heart right. We need to get energized this morning. It puts us back in the fight so that we'll start watching and preaching. I'm talking about everybody now. Watching and preaching. Once you've prayed, you ought to be watching and preaching, telling everybody what you see. I'd like for all of us just to commit to to agree this morning. Let's just agree that we need some help, that our people are in danger. They're in danger. I'd like to shout and just preach on heaven all day, but we got work to do. There's a war going on, son, and there's people going down all around us. He'll give us moments. That's what he said. He'll let us sit in heavenly places every now and then just to make sure we stay the course. But today we've got to do some work. We've got a war. Come on, if you'll join us in prayer this morning, would you?